<laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Hello, readers. Welcome to a special edition of 20 Questions with your favorite author. We are celebrating the launch of The Last Humans by Gregory D. Little. It is the first in the Mutagen Deception series, an alien invasion slash dystopian slash genetic engineering really fun book so we can't wait until you get your hands on it All right. Welcome. Welcome. Let's see. Right now we have Gregory D. Little, the author of the soon-to-be infamous book that we have now published. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you How for all your feel? help with the book. It feels great. Uh, I love this book. I've loved this book ever since I wrote it, the, the original draft. And uh, there was a period where I never thought it would see the light of day. So I'm thrilled that it is. Uh, it does... Oh, all things I love books to do, so very excited. <laughs> it would be a tragedy if this book had not seen the light of day. It is quite a trip. So <laughs> we are really excited for this one. And we also have Stephanie Son. Welcome, Stephanie. She is the incredibly talented cover artist who did the cover. Hello, hello. Thank you. I'm flattered. <laughs> You're flattered. <laughs> You should be. We adore you. We use you every time we can. You know, you look at our table and you're like, oh, look, there's all Stephanie's fingerprints. We Pe love it. People are always complimenting the cover. Always. Mm -hmm. I get it constantly. So. I'm happy to hear that because working with Kelly, she's always like, all right, um, Stephanie, I know you work mainly on fantasy, but here's like five other genres. Give me something. <laughs> <laughs> can you do these genres too? What do you think? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, you can do it. She's like, okay. And you know what? She does. It's amazing. <laughs> so Greg, I want to read a little bit about you. Uh, it okay. says, even before you wrote, you were always a writer. You grew up telling stories to yourself and you let favorite books and movies and games dwell in your mind, imagining that they continued on long after they end, uh, that you gravitate gravitate toward particular themes like strange worlds, imperiled, forgotten magic rising to meet forgotten evil, and a regretful humankind striving to redeem their most heinous mistakes. My gosh, that was great for this book. We need to use that to sell this one. That really describes it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so these days you write your own stories, but the feel of them is the same. Nothing beats the sense of wonder invoked by a story that's like nothing you've ever seen. And you'd love to give us the same experience, which you have. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I say welcome a lot. I'm oh, inclusive. Okay. I'm very welcoming. Yes, that's important. Yes. Yep, you are. Yes. So, yay, Florida, Florida, Kevin's on too. Welcome, welcome. Friday Blues made it. Icy hot. Friday. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Um, so this wonderful, incredible bio suggests that you maybe have written some other books. Have you written something else? I have. Uh, I've written the Unwilling Souls epic fantasy series, um, the first three books of which are out now, and the fourth and final of which I am literally every day this week working to finalize so I can send to proofreads, and that is going to be out in June. So, um, fabulous. Yes. So you see that what everyone is getting now is you are getting the second series by an author. Yes. So he's made all the rookie mistakes now. Now you have this awesome, incredible thing in front of you. Okay, look, I love the first series too. That's why I was so excited when he sent me this book. Um, so what gave you the idea for this kind of last human city idea? Um, well, I have to be careful because if I tell you the actual kind of thing, it gets spoilery. <laughs> oh no! It's so hard to talk about things like this. Where the I mystery's know. the fun. Yeah. I had a very specific character arc that I wanted to that I and and this is how I write books. I come. I have certain ideas that interest me, but writing a book is a whole ton of work, as you know. And I'm lazy, so it, <laughs> one idea is I'm. There's a lot of authors who are like, oh, I have you know 23 ideas for books and a list. And I'm like, no, that's not me. I usually have like one that I'm working on and like one on deck because it takes three or four ideas com conglomerating together before I uh, am like, yeah, that's worth writing a book. About. <laughs> uh, 
So in this case, it was yeah one, one specific character arc, which I'm guessing you, having read the book, can guess which one it is, mm-hmm. and one specific um, sort of world state that is surprising, and I think you probably know what that is. And I had those two ideas separately, for, and they sort of percolated around in my brain for a while, and I ended up writing a short story about the world state as a sort of, and i like, well, I really like that, but I want to explore it in kind of a sequel and take it even further. And then I added in this character arc and now I think I really have something. So I'm going to write a book. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's clever, right? Because it is a lot of work to write the book. So you have to wait until you reach this, reach this magical mixture of intrigue to make it actually happen. Exactly. And like I said, I'm just pretty lazy. So it's got to be really something that excites me to get me to. I'm sorry. To, Plus, to you are our myself. first sci fi for Cursed Dragonship Publishing. So welcome. Thank you. I love being Thank, the I ship in Cursed Dragonship. I like it. I like it. So, yep. First, first crew uh, waving the blue flag. I like that. Um, so, what, what advice do you have for our other sci fi writers that are coming up later this year? Oh, uh, you know, I think just go with the process. You're you're a great editor. Uh, I, I submitted oh, a way too long draft to you and, you know, you sent back. I need it cut by a huge amount. And I and I kind of did what I always do, is, which is I have my little internal tantrum, you know, where I'm telling myself, no, it's perfect. And it's like, I'll look at these edits just to prove her wrong. And then <laughs> I'm going through and it's like, all right, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. And then I just kept going that way. And finally, it's like, all right, they were all pretty good. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, well, I think I can do this. And I did. Uh, I shrank it by, what, 40,000 words? And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know. <laughs> and it's golden and tight. Yes, and Helen, he's much... very honest, isn't he? I like it. <laughs> yes. That's right. No. Yeah, but that's what I'll happens. Hit... Yeah, Florida Kevin can sympathize with yeah. you because I edit his work, too. <laughs> But, you know, the end goal is what it is, is we have the same goal. Yes. So, you know, when you have the writer and the editor with the same goal, that's when it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it is a much, much better book than it was. Um, I say that with no, you know, and every writer has the tantrum. I know. I know you all. No one one admits it. But when they get their edits, they're like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm an editor and I do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let us for a moment switch over to Stephanie. Stephanie, this cover. So what was your inspiration for this cover? Um, for some reason, Stranger Things. Because oh. Greg did mention there's this really mutated creature in the story. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. the brief, you were like, we should have this on the cover. But initially I'm like, Maybe not, because like I'm, I'm not very used to making like covers with people or organic stuff on it, mm-hmm. anything that moves. I I'm not used to it. But the original draft is very different from what we see right now, because like different model, different background, and it has a almost complete different direction compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean to the to the current one. The current one is more greedy. You, you can see the, the the building fracturing and it's almost like it's almost like fracturing into organic matter and then you see that alien in the background and that does deliver the theme of this apocalypse story as mm-hmm. compared to the first draft which mainly focuses on oh okay there's some destroyed buildings, there's a fire, cool. So the the final version has more soul and more depth compared to what I came up with first, because Kelly just look at the first draft and went, uh-uh, that ain't it. <laughs> Are you saying I gave you edits too? Did you curse at me also? Look, look, look. That's <laughs> the diner. Everywhere. Okay, everyone does that tantrum thing, you know, when they get edits. They're like, no, it's fine. It looks cool. But actually, okay, she has a point. <laughs> She's good at that. No, when I when I saw because I never saw the first draft, so this is all drama. I'm just learning about. But uh, the, <laughs> I don't send I saw, it to the author till I'm happy. <laughs> when I saw the the current draft or almost the final draft, what I loved about it, and I told Kelly was how uh, Yaz, the main character, and the building and the alien are all sort of 
especially if you, you look at it from a distance because they're all so dark they're very mm -hmm. they're kind of merged together like it's one sort of inextricable thing and you can't separate any of them and that's so perfect for the theme of the book that i was like oh i love it i love it yeah yeah, so. yeah and the it building does... disintegrating is very important yeah the triangle yeah this yeah it does play on perspective yeah mm -hmm. why don't you say it's impressive because greg and i see it and we see so much of the story in there but you haven't read the book yet so how do you manage to do that like what what clues do you look at from the author like if we want to hire you now to do our covers which i'm sure everyone does now they see them and so that we want to do that then what clues do you look like from us so you can create that cover even without having read the book um, in the brief, the standard brief that I issue my clients or authors, mm -hmm. there's this two sections that I look on to the most, like the most important parts. Number one is mood it's because like every genre, although it's like, okay, let's say sci-fi, sci-fi is a very broad genre, mm -hmm. but there's like the happy sci-fi, the hardcore sci-fi where, you know, you have all the Star Wars pew pew shit. You have the horror apocalypse themed one like Greg's. So mm -hmm. you're, when you fill in the mood section, you are telling me which niche of this huge genre pool, like the umbrella that I should work on. And then mm -hmm. from there, I can go to look source for different covers or books mm -hmm. that is similar in this genre. And from there, I can mimic a similar tone that expresses the theme of a story. Well, it's impressive. You do a great job. So thank you so much. And yes, so for yes. anyone now wants to use your services, where can they find you? You can find me at sevenstarart.com or you can search up book covers by Seven Star on Facebook. I have a relatively active group on mm -hmm. Facebook where I periodically release pre-mades, exclusive pre-mades, cover reveals, etc. where mm -hmm. you can reach me directly through Messenger or through my website. There's a contact page that will send me a ping in my email. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Stephanie remembers, but uh, a few years ago, I bought one of her pre-mades for my prequel short story to Unwilling Souls, That's awesome. uh, which you can get if you sign up for my mailing list. Um, <laughs> but the cover is still there, still up. And uh, oh, could you like okay, can you jog my memory? It could have been a while. It's uh, yeah, I, I can I can send I can send you a link uh, later if you want to yes, see please. it. Yeah, yes, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Because I have made like around a few hundred covers over the years, so oh, yeah. a few it's earlier a ones. It mm -hmm. is a small but, world. But when, yeah. when when Kelly said Stephanie saw I was doing the cover, I'm like, oh yeah, I know Stephanie. She does really good work. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're getting a reputation. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we let you go, though, Steph, um, we have uh, Dave Dunn wants to know: Is the monster photoshopped? Um, or, so is it one element or many monsters put together? Like you, you really see them like that. And this one, he was really impressed with the monster. So he's just wondering like what you did. Oh, it's a 3D rendering. So um, I source my stocks from different places. And this particular mm -hmm. stock is um, rendered from Deviant Art, like an artist uh, from Deviant Art. So mm -hmm. you can't find this creature on like other stock websites like uh, mm -hmm. deposit photos or shutter stock. This is mm -hmm. like almost a deviant art exclusive. So nice. I changed shadings, coloring some limbs of it, you know, mm -hmm. using Photoshop. So the base model is from deviant art. Very cool. That is so cool. I was wondering awesome. that too. So. <laughs> well, you did great. I know you need to go. Yeah. If you don't need to go yet, you don't have to, but we are going to switch to all of our people because we have awesome SG George in so we need to get her in here she was she was the uh, copy editor for this work of art so it's completely up to you Stephanie oh I I mean it's early morning I gotta run some errands but yeah, I am no very honored to be here I'm glad to be part of this team and thank mm -hmm. you everyone for trusting me you know creating the cover for this project it's it's a big deal thank you yeah. Stephanie you did a great job all right Yes. All right. You are awesome. Have a good evening. I'm going to yeah. head Bye. off. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We're going to miss the war between the, you know, good and evil back there. I don't know which cat is which, but, you know, it's a black and a white cat fighting. I mean, it has to be good and evil. Yeah, I've been watching them. Like, I'm sitting here waiting for my chance. I'm just watching the cat. Right. We're going to um, put our bets in and see who wins. Yeah. Um, the black one wins. Oh, oh, the black older. one wins. There you go. Older. Evil older wins. Wise. <laughs> evil yeah. wins. Or maybe, right. yeah, old old wisdom wins, right? That's right. Ooh, we yeah. have two Sarahs. That's the coolest thing ever. No, we don't need two of me. 
<laughs> one of me is enough to handle. <laughs> Although I use two. <laughs> I do not have enough time these days. Right, right. It's madness. Um, you know, Sarah, I have a quick question for you. Uh, first, yeah. we want to introduce you. Welcome so much. Oh, channel drop us in. Hey, you. Good to see you. Um, don't ask Sarah any really mean questions. Oh, Shelly Campbell's in too. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, what what pronouns do you use? Because your bio doesn't have pronouns, so I didn't know which to use. She, her. Okay. Those ones are fine. Gotcha. I, I work with authors, so we see their bios. Usually I can cheat with the pronouns. I almost never have to ask because it's in the bio, right? Yeah. Most of them are written in third person, but yours is first person. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know for sure which pronoun she uses. Now I do. Okay. Now you do. So let me do your intro real quick, and then we'll get talking about your awesome work. Um, so SG George is a professional line editor. She's worked on published books in a variety of genres, as well as short stories, essays, flash fiction, and screenplays. If you're looking for an editor, send her an email, and we'll have you, she will tell us where that is later, and she'll get us a quote. So she is awesome. I discovered her on Twitch. So this is our place of, of meeting here, Sarah. How does it, it feel is. to be on someone else's channel? It's almost standard at this point because I I do actually like make the rounds. Not not every show, but there's a couple mm -hmm. of other shows that I, I have guest appeared on. <laughs> you're here. Well, you've been editing a lot of our books. So you're going to be here a lot. I have. I'm excited. Yes. I yeah. cannot express how happy I am to be working with you guys and to work um, more with um, your authors because they really do a good job. And it's always like I have to find something that I can teach them whenever I work with them. <laughs> I learned uh, several things from your edits, so thank you. Uh, Good, they're very cool. educational. Very cool, very cool. I love it. Yeah, I try to get you as clean of a copy as I can, but um, yeah, I'm line editing's not my thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's which okay. Is why it doesn't I hired the be. professional. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So question. So with this story, were there any unique challenges with it? Was was there anything that you learned as you went through? Um, addressing. Um, fi uh, oh, what are those things called? Uh, like a general or a lieutenant, whatever those names. Oh, are the called. titles. Yeah. Yes. A addressing rank. titles. A rank, yeah. mm -hmm. Or addressing rank, yeah. ranks. Mm -hmm. I had to, I, that was one where I had a couple of questions on it. So I double checked and I, I got two, I'm going to, I'm going to call myself out here. Uh, <laughs> too far. I went too far once and Greg caught me. He was like, he sent me a message. It was like, Hey, is this right? And I was like, no, no, it's not. Good job. <laughs> just so you know, I am paying attention to what you're yeah, doing. And that's right. like, like blindly saying agree. Just agree, accept agree. all no, next. And, and yeah. that's good. I like I try and add notes to my edits so I can justify what I did because like I'm I am working on something that other people have worked very hard on. And so like and at the very end of the process, if I am going to make a change after so many people have looked at it, like I better know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, you do. So we are very impressed to have you. Um, so, Greg, what was it you get? So you told us a little bit, but what was it like working with Sarah? Because for those of you who don't know, um, so when we think the book is done, it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's the best it can be. Then we send it to Sarah so she can fix all of the errors that we have. Right. So she fixed all the grammar. She makes sure the names are spelled right. And we didn't change the spelling halfway through. You know, she makes sure it's consistent. The chapters are numbered properly. You know, all those little details that by the time Greg and I are done with it, we're blind to them. We can't see them anymore. Um, so sure she goes through. There's not spaces in front of um, it, at the beginning of lines. I have yeah. I have found a number of spaces at the beginning of lines. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a big pet peeve of mine, too. So, yes, thank you. So, you know, all those kind of things. So she goes through and does all that for us. Um, and then so she takes that and she she leaves it in there so we can all see the changes. And then I because I'm very busy, send it to the author. And <laughs> and what, what I really do is because the changes, quite frankly, if he wants to ignore all of them, he's allowed. It's his work. Yeah. Um, so we send it back to the author so that the author can go through and decide what changes he wants or doesn't. Because like ranks, even though whatever the proper way was, if he was like, no, I want them all capital, then he can do that. They just have to be consistent. Um, but usually, you know, you, you go with the proper way because I am your publisher and I, I ask you very nicely if you would please, please listen to Sarah. <laughs> so what was it like when you got that document? What was it like working with Sarah? Uh, it was great. Uh, it was very like her, her, she always, when she would when she would introduce a correction for the first time, like she said, she would include a note explaining here's why this is in here. 
Um, here's here's why it's important that it be like this. And so and there's times where I'm like, I didn't know that genuinely. So, like, you know, I'm uh, so I try to keep now I'm going to try and remember them for next time. And undoubtedly, I'll forget a few, which is good because it means, you know, you'll keep getting plenty to do for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Job then, security. There, well, then there's a couple of areas where she would point out a section where, you know, there was a maybe a consistency drop or some sort of, uh, you know, area where where she had been kind of confused by the wording. So it was just nice having because, like you said, you and I have been reading it so much, we we're kind of blind to it after a certain point. So it was nice having bringing a fresh pair of eyes in to say, hey, this paragraph is actually sort of garbled nonsense. You might want to like, take a look and reword this. Some. And I'm sitting there looking at it like, yeah, now that I actually read it and don't just skim over it for the 10th time. Uh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so it, was, it was very easy to work with her and uh, uh, I look forward to doing it again. So. Yeah. yeah, it was nice after us like scouring this thing and making sure the story was great. In the very first chapter, Sarah's like, um, this doesn't feel right because there's three people and this yeah. isn't. And Greg was like, hmm, I think maybe we should look at this. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a few last, like last, like post last changes where I'm like, actually, there's this because uh, Sarah, oh, I just, I just can't think of you as anything but Birdie because Birdie said this. Either, <laughs> either one works. <laughs> I call yeah. myself Birdie in like conversations at work. I'll be like referencing myself and I'll be like, yeah. And then, and then Birdie went and did this whole other thing. And I'm like, that's, I'm at work. These people don't know what I'm talking about. They have no idea. <laughs> They're like, who's Birdie? <laughs> You're like, it's my real identity. It's who I truly am. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, we have um, the book. So we, you can see that we have constantly struggled with putting this book in a category. And that's what happens when you have a new idea, right? Like urban fantasy, we all know what urban fantasy is. They had no idea what to do with it when it first came out, right? There was no thing called urban fantasy. Um, so I think we need a completely new genre for this novel, Greg. Greg what do you Little, think, Bertie? Greg Little's genre. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. Greg I Little's think, genre. I, I do think it fits pretty well into like i don't know i guess urban sci-fi well maybe like because it's got like yeah. horror in it and so does urban yeah. fantasy i actually tried calling it that at one point when i had mm -hmm. just written it and i was told that that wasn't a thing so <laughs> well yeah it's not but maybe we can make it a thing because yeah. actually if you think about the urban fantasy and what it was right it's in a more modern time except this is futuristic but still that would be the science fiction part right urban science fiction might actually work Hmm. Is it Ghost of Mars is more urban sci-fi? I don't know. I think urban sci I think uh, Ghost of Mars is um what's the the punk one? Cyberpunk. And I don't mean steampunk. Cyberpunk? Yes. Cyberpunk is cyber way more neon than this. Yes, yeah, exactly. this isn't this, cyberpunk. This is definitely no, not yeah. cyberpunk, no doubt. It might be like gene punk or something. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, genetic engineering is definitely important in this. Yep. Horror urban sci-fi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the We're just gonna put all this stuff in there. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I was. I've been saying the last few days. I'm like, it's every genre, every genre except fantasy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got a lot of horror in it for this site. But I mean, if you you know what it is, it's very much like Aliens, right? Because Aliens is like that. It's very sci-fi. It's in the future, but it's definitely horror. And that's kind of what this is. It is like that. Um, and I don't know what they call aliens. What do they call aliens? It's a, a horror I, movie. I always, right? It's, it's just a, horror. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like action horror. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yes, Dave, Dave is correct. Um, I, this is definitely somewhat of a love letter to the XCOM series of video games, which I dearly love. All oh. Including the originals way back in the 90s and the ones in the reboot series now. Um, mm -hmm. The Revenants are definitely... A my love letter to um, XCOM aliens, which are both scary and sort of over the top, uh, almost to a sort of '50s monster movie degree. Um, <laughs> so it's it's uh, it, that's so I don't know if that's you know XCOM life. If it was a video game, you could call it like a you know um, 
because it has some elements of those games, but it's it's yeah, I don't know. It's it, like I said, it's this is the problem with all the stuff I write. It never fits neatly into anything, and so I end inspired up struggling to categorize it. Yes, inspired go. by. I like yeah. that. Yeah, we might have to stick with horror sci-fi. We'll put you. It's a unicorn, Taylor. It is a unicorn. She should know. She also writes unicorns. Apparently, I like authors that write unicorn stuff. So that's what we write because it's awesome. Um, actually, you know, we have not yet because we were eager to get Stephanie in because she had to go. Um, we haven't actually told anyone what the book is about. We've left hints. We've talked about genre now. We've talked about all the cool stuff we did to make the book, but we have not talked about what the book is actually about. So I'm wondering, Greg, would you mind reading the back of the book? Sure. And if we can put a link up, um, Zafo, so that people can see where to buy it. Uh Okay, I'll read it straight off the paper copy. Perfect. In Humanity's Last City, you're either consumed by a monster or you become one. I love that. Mm -hmm. Sheltered in their fortress city, the last humans live in constant peril, assailed from without by alien invaders and from within by a deadly disease intent on mutating every citizen. After her best friend's grisly death at the segmented claws of the alien revenants, Ward Chief Yasmina Delgasi vows to restore safety to her city by running for magistrate position on the city council. For if the aliens ever truly penetrate the walls, humanity will lose itself to the jaws of the hungry beasts. On the night of her hard-fought victory, Yaz finds her boyfriend dead by his own hand, his last message to her a warning. Now alerted to the conspiracy orchestrated by gene sequencing, a tyrannical government agency with no accountability and a monopoly on the disease's deadly secrets, Yaz forms a conspiracy of her own, a secret team to steal and decipher their restricted files. For reasons Yaz doesn't understand, gene sequencing is determined to destroy her. Vowing to protect the city from threats both inside and out, Yaz must balance her duty with her desire for justice. If she fails at either task, hum humankind will be a thing of the past, just another extinct species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to call book two the last human. So come on, man. We gotta we gotta root for him. We gotta root for him. Yes. yes. <laughs> the next one is there are now more humans. <laughs> Somehow more humans. We found more. <laughs> They were hiding underground, which actually yeah. could happen. Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know. I haven't seen book two yet. It's well, it's going to your reaction. is going to be interesting because it's it's weird. It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> every time it, I every time I get something in this series, I'm like, is this too weird? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> as if it could go anywhere else than weird. Right? Yeah, yeah, it kind of has to. It kind of yeah. has to. And that's OK. Yep, Taylor says that she loves the uh, the hook, too. It is a good hook. I really like it, too. And you were lucky enough to get an author quote for the front. So can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, so a couple years ago, um, right? So basically, though, actually, it's funny. Uh, Kevin Petway and I uh, submitted uh, this was the first 50 pages of this book, and his was of uh, first misplaced mercenaries to Eric Flint's um, How to Start Your Novel seminar at Superstar. So we were both in the same class together, which is fun. So should I just raid that class and get all those books? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that was what, and, and Eric Flint had a lot of positive feedback about mine. So that was what convinced me to sort of pull us off the shelf and dust it off. So I went through and did kind of an edit. Um, which I hadn't done in a while. And uh, around that time, uh, Andrea Stewart, uh, who I, I only know from social media, but she's very nice. Um, she was looking for um, beta readers for her series, the first book of her Drowned Empire series, um, The Bone Shard Daughter. And so I said, uh, I would like to read that. Just based on her description, it sounded like it was up my alley. It had a lot of things that are in Unwilling Souls kind of stuff that I like. And I said, you know, if you want to trade, she, she offered to trade. And I was like, well, here, I've been working on this this one. Uh, it wasn't called The Last Humans at the time, but uh, it, that's what it was. And so we traded off. Um, and I, I told her if you could if you couldn't sell this her book, then I would lose all faith in the publishing industry. And then she went and sold the trilogy for like six figures. So, See? So, See, it worked. And then she had a ton of ton of positive feedback about mine. So when it mm -hmm. came time around a few years later to um, to to publish this one, I said, well, I know who's so, who, someone who is sort of a, a hot new author. She's she's an up, up and coming, t very talented 
um, increasingly big deal. So I was like, I, I want her to <laughs> cover. So I messaged her and she was very gracious and said she'd be happy to. And what made me extra happy is I offered to send her an early copy so she could, because I mean, it changed a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it had been a few years. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said, oh, there's no need. Like, um, I, you know, I remember it really well. It actually sticks in my mind really well. And I, and that doesn't happen very often with, with books I read. So, but that one stuck in my head. So, um, you know, you at least have to send her a copy of this finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. will. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, the, why don't we go ahead, speaking of copies, give away our first signed copy. Sounds so good. we can put it in and normal, like always, as soon as Zafo gets that up, if you'll put in bang ticket, exclamation point ticket, um, Greg has some extra, so he will sign it and get it out to you. You can have the first signed copies Ooh. after Jenny. I think she got the first one. Jenny and yes, uh, lady off of Dave's uh, discord. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Giveaway started. So bang ticket to get your signed copy. Um, oh, and, uh, Jess said that she uses the term genre blend. That's yeah. that's definitely appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that. Yep. I laugh because I there's so many authors that say, you know, well, my book doesn't fit anything. And I look at it, I'm like, no, it's this. <laughs> no, my author, do, it doesn't fit anything. No, no, it's this, right? And then you're like, mine doesn't fit anything. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at you. I'm like, just like, mm, mm. <laughs> just, it's, you know, I, I just write the story that comes to me and I don't worry too much about what genre fits in. Where so. it fits, right? Yeah. Well, no, that's, it's... that's not your job. Like the whole the whole thing is the author tells a story. It's everybody else's job to make it publishable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't don't block the Pine Lord. Um, Pine Lord just does that. Safeo, just letting you know, it's fine. Pine Lord's speaking in other languages right now. No, and he's English. I don't know that Safeo knows him. It's Middle English. Yes, exactly. That counts as another language as far as I'm concerned. I have not read Beowulf in a that's, very long time. <laughs> that's very that's very impressive. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very intimidated by Pine Lord. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's pull it. Let's see who our winner is. Let's see, let's see. Check Am your I pronouns, bro. <laughs> I think the bot may be having, I think stream elements bot may be having an issue. It, what? It, it doesn't want to do a winner? It, it didn't put anyone in the uh, the drawing. Are you kidding? Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, that, that's not how this is supposed to work. Well, so what do we do now? Well, I am. All right, we just pick one. Greg, pick a number between one and eight. Um, Four. Spike it wins! Yay! Spike it wins! Spike it wins! Oh, you're gonna love this one, Spike it. It's just right. It's got just enough science fiction to like keep you entertained. It has that right amount of horror, so you know you can't go to sleep right away. That's that's kind of the fun part. I did have one reader say it kept her up all night. Did you? Sorry, I couldn't go to sleep after I read this. You don't know. You just don't know. All right, so Spike at wins the first one. Okay. Um, so now I am wondering, um, Sarah, what would you like to see out of the next? Like, book? what would you? Yeah, what would you like to? What would you like to edit? What are you looking for? Oh, she's books. like, I don't know. No one ever asked me like, that. I like books. <laughs> I like. I, um... Oh, she says, out of life, I want an airplane and a humpback whale and... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, out of life, I just, I want more books to edit. Like, I cannot express enough how much I just... <laughs> Taylor says edit. something happy. Yeah, we don't send you a lot of happy books, do we? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, like, I... If I was a character, like, I would be a great, like, side character or, like, background character because I'm, like motivated but just mm-hmm. in one area i just want to edit books <laughs> so the character good motivation but very one-dimensional <laughs> that's right we're just all gonna have to add birdies to our book that's all we're just gonna yeah. have to do that mm-hmm. it'll be fun mm-hmm. let's see um uh, dh dunn wants to know um this is for you and me birdie yeah. does greg have any annoying writing tics and he wants to know all that. of them Dave loves to loves to give me crap. <laughs> um, the the 
titles, addressing titles. And because everybody in the book is a woman, um, you had to watch your she, her pronouns. Mm, yeah. I think that was, that was the other big one. Was there are there, a lot of you female did, characters. You did really well most of the time, but there were a couple of, a couple of them where it's just like, there was a lot of she, her in this paragraph. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and you know, that is another good point. It is definitely very female-driven story. Um, I forgot that because they were so dimensional. Uh, quite frankly, gender didn't even occur to me for a while. <laughs> so I'm wondering, why, why did you choose that? Why is it so female-driven? I I don't know. I mean, and Unwilling Souls obviously has a uh, a female lead as well. So I, I I tend to gravitate towards that. I'm not really sure why. I think I think if I had to put it, I think I I just feel like a lot of like there's always sort of tropes to to character arcs and stuff like that. And I think it's been done with male characters so much that I almost all always I'll think of the character. And I'll think of them as a male, and then I'll think of them as a female, and I'm almost always like, that just seems more interesting. I mean, maybe it's just because it isn't done as much. Maybe, I don't know. It's just a personal... Yeah. And, and I don't... Worked. I try to, you know, I try to just write them as... And this is going to sound super pretentious. <laughs> I, I, try, I try to just write them as people and hope that they come across as interesting, mm-hmm. irrespective of their gender, I guess. But, because, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't really make it a... I don't feel like it's a... You know, conscious choice or a female. I don't feel like it's a female empowerment book. It's not no, like, no, it's definitely, oh, no, 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 you know, at least and, not on purpose. And they're, and I mean, the, the, the female characters are still very flawed. And mm-hmm. uh, I think all of them to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, quite uh, frankly, they fit archetypes, just some of them fit archetypes you would normally see a male doing, but it didn't feel wrong. Right. It, yeah. it felt authentic. And I think that's why, maybe because of the archetypes. It just because you see males doing them more often, it just feels more interesting to make them women. Um, I guess. Like I said, I don't really know, honestly. It just they just seem more interesting that way to me. <laughs> so that's what I tend to go with. Um. No, I love it. No, it's nicely balanced. Um, let's see. Yes, yeah. Dave writes very strong women characters as well. Definitely, it's something y'all share. Taylor wants to know what's a sassy comment that Kelly left on your draft. Ooh, well, it's not <laughs> sassy, but it made me laugh, and it was just—it was after a no, it was is good. It was after a, okay. a, a particularly gross scene, and this this book has a fair number of gross scenes. I I'm like ooh gross, like ooh we're leaving this in. Uh, <laughs> this is it's a love letter to XCOM and also a love letter to like the eight year old boy who's like ooh do it again like. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it was a very, you know, gr- it was a violent scene and, and it, it involved some horrible mutational things happening. And, and Kelly was like, er, had a comment, just like, that was horrible. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I was connected to my eight-year-old boy too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I got a kick out of that. Uh, and I knew it was going to, I knew the book was going to work out. So. <laughs> I was like, if that's working for you, we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Everything's good. Well, it's great because you build to that, right? You know, it's it, there's not, you know, blood splatter at the very beginning. It builds, but it's not a surprise because you see some books where suddenly it's suddenly there's sex or suddenly, you know, people have been dismembered. Suddenly you, you slowly built up to it, right? It was okay. authentic. It wasn't just the story. It was also the horror of it. So as you were building to it, it also got more grotesque. It also got more appropriate for what was going on. So it, it was, it was a nice lead. So I think that's why it worked. If it had come out of nowhere and it was just a shocker right there at the beginning, I probably wouldn't have liked it so much. But it was just, it happened at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I try not to be, like, really over the top with it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's sort of unflinching, but also sparing, I guess. Like, I don't do it a ton, but when I do, it's fairly, like, you know, in your face. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reacting. A comment, uh, Channel Chorp. So there's, there's something inside I'm not getting, because he wants to know. <laughs> do any of the women in the novel face issues or traps involving asphyxiation or otherwise lose their ability to breathe? Mm, no. Does that happen? Um. Y- yeah, actually. Does it fix the well, not being able to breathe? There's a phobia. There's a there's a 
once a scene of one character choking another, and I want to be very vague because it, I don't like. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Book. Oh, duh. Um, that's right. That's right. D- during a fight. <laughs> oh, basically. well, channel sharp is impressed. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know where you got points or lost points, but apparently. I don't know, but. <laughs> Well, I think we should put the link back up because I know Channel Drop wants it now. Come on, yeah. now. I have to read this book. Um, but the uh, good job, Zafo. We put it right up. <laughs> Don't worry, someone gets it. I'm assuming uh, Sarah gets it. So. Oh yeah, um, no, I know exactly yeah. what's happening. <laughs> and Bertie's okay. like, and I'll get him later. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Two people get it. There you go. Um, so let's see. So is the is the thing working, Zafo? Because we have one more book to give away. Not yet. It's not oh, working, huh? It it says it says no. I, I don't know what's up with the with the bot. So it's just not All registering right. when when people do the thing. So Well, we're gonna go ahead and give one away and it was easy to see the bank ticket. So if you'll bank ticket anyways, and then I'll make uh Greg pick another number. So hit so don't look at the chat, Greg. No cheating. Okay. And we'll hit in we'll put in bank ticket and I'll have him do a number. We want you to get your awesome signed copies of your books. And Greg, didn't you say that you are going you're going to be making a personal appearance sometime soon? Potentially at the end there's a there's a con at the end in in near where I live at the end of April. I'm still talking with there's another another author who lives here who I know who says they may have a slot at their table. So I'm still in talks with them about it. Um Nice. Hopefully the books get here in time. <laughs> That's right. You're like, hurry up, books, hurry up. You never know. They've been really good about delivery, so hopefully everything will be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't worry that it's saying that it failed, right? Because I'm asking you to do something it has no idea what to do with. So just keep hitting bang ticket, and I'm going to count, and we're going to give one away. Give and one Saint's away. here. Hi, Saint. I missed you somehow. Um, so... Um, what if you were sitting down and selling this book at the convention? What would you tell people, Greg? Oh man, I I haven't worked on that yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long time to do to work up to my sort of unwilling souls pitch, and now I've lost it all because of the pandemic. But uh, <laughs> You're um, like I haven't said it in so long. I know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna throw it back at you. What would you say? <laughs> what would I say? Yeah. I would say that um, the last humans. No, let's not start with that. Let's start with Yaz. Which, by the way, it's so cool. How did you? How do you spell Yaz? Oh God, I I A Z M A E N A. It was yeah, a lot that was of a fun. fun one. Yeah. Because I never pronounced it Yaz once. Sarah, did you ever pronounce it Yaz? Is. Yeah. I said Yaz. Is. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I uh, this so the original draft of this book is about ten years old, and back then I thought, oh, it's fun to make characters' names complex and weird. And now, and and see the problem is is like, had I been writing it now from scratch, I wouldn't have done that. But now I'm like, but that's the name, that's their name. Yeah. You can't just like change their name. But now I will I will note that in the new book, in the second book, when I introduce new characters, they all have very normal sounding spelled names. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad for Renee Kim, the audiobook reader. <laughs> I will tell you, it's been very interesting pronunciations for the auditions for the audiobook. <laughs> yes. Well, I heard some of them, and yeah. A couple people got it right, though. I was yeah, impressed. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I did not, I, you know, like I said, it's the leftovers of a younger me. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's fun. I mean, you know, so this is the the maybe start with with Yaz, right? So if we say Yaz has as she's trying to get over the death of her friend, she runs for city council to change things and make it better and safer. And when she gets up there, it turns out that through the politics, she doesn't have the power to do what she wants to do. Meanwhile, her uh, other friend, Steph, it's Steph, right? Yeah. Stephanie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, her other friend, Ste- since we had Stephanie on earlier, I was making sure I wasn't transposing something. Yes. Um, her her other friend, Steph, is pregnant and having a child on her own. And in this world, with uh, genetic issues going on in these last humans from some disease they got from the aliens, they her child is now suffering in a way that um, they would not let the child survive if she doesn't hide her. So now, trying to make the city safe 
is Yaz, and Steph is trying to keep her child safe. And what they do is they bond together to help save the last humans in the city. Okay. How's that? It's close. Yeah. yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even introduce. <laughs> There's so many characters, right? It's like it's, it's yeah. hard. It's funny because I always want to hear other people's takes on it because I feel like as the author, you're almost too close to it to like mm -hmm. to really be able to boil it down. It's like when they say do a one page summary and you're just like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think the trick is, is it is doing the conventions, right? You do the conventions yeah. and you say it over and over again until you finally find the right way. You're like, OK, that's not right. That didn't work. I mean, they bought a book, but that one didn't work. OK, let me try this. Oh, that. Oh, there you go. Oh, I forgot stakes. Duh. OK, let me add that in. Right. It's a trial and error. It's almost like you can't just sit down and write it like you can the book. You've got to actually stand up and say it it's, aloud. I feel, I feel like you're like a stand up comedian a little bit, workshopping yes. material basically in front <laughs> right? of a live audience and seeing what you, what gets a response and what is it falls flat until you zero in on something that works. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. all right. I was going to say something about the book. I would definitely mention the mystery because there is a couple mysteries in there. And I think that they were really well done. Like even more than the mm -hmm. horror aspect, what, what I noted was the fun mysteries. I, I don't know how to write a book that isn't a mystery is deep, <laughs> deep down. Like I, my, my favorite, my favorite thing period in books is when something comes along and upends some aspect of the world that you thought you understood and that's mm -hmm. and so that that works its way into pretty much everything I write somehow or other. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the I'm mystery glad, is clever. I'm glad it worked for you. Is yeah. I guess what I'm mm -hmm. saying. The mystery is hard to talk about without giving it away, though. I know. I know. I know. It's that's hard. the hard part. It makes it hard to pitch too, because you're like, mm -hmm. "There's a mystery. It's really cool." <laughs> <laughs> just trust well, me. Just trust me. Just read it. But I. Well, the thing is, it's compelling from the beginning, right? If you're just waiting for the ending, why, why are you going to read the whole book? Just read the ending right. then, right? Like, it's compelling all the way through because there's so much going on, which is the cool part. It's nice having a writer who has written some other stuff before because coming experience, this wasn't – a lot of times you get a very simple book. and But yours was very layered. So it had lots of layers. You know, you had stuff on the top they were dealing with. You had stuff underneath that they were dealing with. Then you had a whole nother world underneath that. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the revenants, you know, trying to figure out what's their motivation. Why are they eating humans? Um, that wasn't getting away a secret, by the way. They totally eat humans. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, why are they doing that? You know, so what what is happening here? So it, it's you have all of these layers and you answer things just the right amount so that we keep going and we have to know what's happening. Yep. So Bernie read it at least twice, you said? Yeah. Yep. Normally, like, I'll go through and I'll do, like, a quick read. This, mm -hmm. So I get acquainted with the story. I know how you're using terms. There's a couple of them that are weird. Um, and then, like, any, like, big distracting errors uh, that are, and things that, that Microsoft catches, those are easy to fix, but are distracting as you're going through it. Because you'll see, like, oh, Microsoft caught this error in the line. I fix that and then I'm done, but you're not. Then that's exactly how you miss an error on the very next word. And so mm -hmm. I always do it at least twice. And then I will scroll through and look over my notes and still catch more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing worse. And, and I'll tell you, even though you are amazing, you know, Bertie, you know what you're yeah. doing. This is why I've hired you to do all the rest of our books for the rest of the year. You're incredible at this, right? And you'll still miss stuff. You want to know why? Because yeah. we're only human. So it's fun going through with the narrator. It'll be fun as as Greg goes through that to see the stuff that we did miss. It's it's just maddening. <laughs> yeah. We just can't no. see it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's in the contract. Like I try. I'm sorry. Right. I do the. Be I am not offering 100% because I'm just doing the best I can. Yes. All right, Greg. Pick a number between one and thirty. Oh, one and thirty. Uh, yeah. I don't have a die for thirty. Okay. Uh. Oh, did you roll a die? No, I I got out my die. I was like, well, oh, you could do it. Roll, 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 roll a d20. Oh, Go ahead, okay. roll a d20. We'll roll do it. My d20 here. Mm -hmm. Two. All right. Well, it's like my, number it's like my two writing wrongs was roll. I think Saint. I think number two was Saint. Number two was Saint. All right, Saint zero eight zero. I don't think I know who you are. So welcome very much. So if you will just email us at Captain Wyvern at CurseDragonship.com. Um, and Zafo can put the email in there and we will make sure you get your copy. Welcome. 
Yes, welcome. Monday roll. Yeah. <laughs> All your D&D people are commenting about your roll. <laughs> yes, I know, because they've they've seen me roll. <laughs> At least we were battling right now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's everybody though. It's like it's either a 20 or a 2. <laughs> or a 2. There's almost nothing in between. Not a one. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's true. We haven't had too many of those. Yeah. Yet, knock on wood. It'll, we'll wait for the big battle, then you'll have it. I don't know. They're doing a big play next Monday, so we're, that'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right. So is there anything? We are just about out of time. If you have any more questions, please let us know. Otherwise, um, Birdie, I've called you 17 names it's this okay. evening. I'm That's sorry. Fine. So, Birdie, what would you like to leave the readers with? I, on the more nerdy aspect, really mm -hmm. liked the way that uh, perspective was used. Um, oh. Yeah, like the how the point of view that the characters or the point of view that the chapters are written in mm -hmm. and how close the third person is to each character mm -hmm. really lends itself well to the story. And that was one of the things that I was impressed by as I was reading through it. And I always try and like take something away from the books that I edit. So I'm teaching others and learning um, is you did really, really well with perspective, but then it's just like not quite as like catchy and hooky as, oh, talk about the mystery, but you did really well with that. And I, there Thank was you. one, one, one chapter, and this is why I do like the first read through. Cause the first time mm -hmm. I read through that chapter, like the only thing I thought was, wow, that was a really good chapter. You did a good job. Yeah. I got, I, I remember that comment and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And and uh, Birdie, if they want to uh, hire you to help make yes. their books polished and beautiful, uh, where can they find you? Ladybirdediting at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Um, you could just say hi, or you could put your name and a little blurb about your manuscript, and we can talk. Um, Twitch is going to be the best place if you want to reach all my other socials, which are Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. You can hit me up any place. I will be more than happy to talk to you about your books. And you are Birdie, B-I-R-D-E-E-25? Yes. On Twitch? Yes. So yes. there you go. And excellent, excellent. Welcome, welcome. And I thought I saw a question. I might not have. And Greg, what would you like Good. to leave the readers with? Um, a question. <laughs> uh, this, like I said, I think I said it up top. This is probably my favorite book I've written. Uh, not to not to denigrate my other books, but... Uh, but it takes experience. I, uh, That's not denigration. Um, it it's just it does everything I love books to do. It 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 uh, it's got some scares. It's got some, uh, you know, got flawed characters. It's got some triumph only to turn into despair. It's it's just I, I don't know. I hope everybody checks it out because I really really love it. Um, I love it to death, and uh, um, it's a great fast read. You'll be done in a weekend. Um, and uh, anyway, I hope you check it out. Yes, definitely done in a weekend, if not and overnight. You're right, and you if, can't. And, and if you want to find me online, uh, mm -hmm. my website's gregorydlittle.com and uh, my Twitch, or Twitch. I, well, my Twitch is uh, gregorydlittleauthor. You can see me here. And uh, and my Twitter is at litgreg. And I have a Facebook author page as well. So you can find me at any of those. Excellent, excellent. And and you can find a Monday nights playing Writing Wrongs right here on our channel. Yes. Badly playing Dungeons and Dragons. We definitely no bad way badly to play Dungeons play. and Dragons. Oh, you haven't seen us playing yet, Bernie, <laughs> but you know what? We have fun. <laughs> yes, we do have a lot of fun. We do have fun. <laughs> Gregcellent. Gregcellent. There's your new thing. There you go. I like that, Pine Lord. Gregcellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank Bye. you, everyone. And thank you, Kelly and Birdie, for all the work you put in on this book. Uh, you really helped make it great. <laughs>